Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Yeah, a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning. The fear that some unknown person lurks in the shadows behind your vision leaves many anxious with fear. But what if you couldn't hear your attacker or hear when a friend is struggling for their lives? On February 3rd, 2001, a college student was found dead in his dorm room, making him the second victim at the school in just four months. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On September 28, 2000, 18-year-old Joseph Mesa Jr. told his resident advisor that a fellow student at Gallaudet University, an 18-year-old boy named Eric Plunkett, had missed his tutoring session and that, when he went to check on him, smelled a foul odor coming from his dorm room at Cogswell Hall. The advisor went to check on the boy and opened the door to find his lifeless body lying in a pool of blood. Police were called and determined that he died from blood force trauma to the head, face, and lower back. A chair in his room showing signs that it was his murder weapon. However, the room lacked any useful clues and the case quickly started to cool. That was until four months later when a second student, a 19-year-old boy named Benjamin Varner, turned up dead in the same dormitory on February 3, 2001. This time, the murder weapon was a knife, and Benjamin had 17 stab wounds covering his head, 
neck, and chest. A crime scene so bloody that the FBI's blood splatter experts were called immediately. Now, one piece of information I have yet to give makes this story, in my opinion, much more terrifying. Gallaudet, if that name doesn't sound familiar, is the premier school for the deaf and hearing impaired in Washington, D.C., meaning both boys were brutally attacked without a single person hearing them cry for help. It is also likely that they didn't even hear their attacker approach, though some believe they may have willingly let him or her into their dorm room. So to say that the students remaining on campus were terrified is probably an understatement. Police scoured the entire campus and conducted over 100 interviews to try and figure out why these boys were attacked and by who. But due in large to language barriers and the hearing limitations, police found their interviews were both time-consuming and getting them very little information. Then came an important break. Police found out that a check for $650 was written from Benjamin Varner's bank account by Benjamin days after his death. The forged check was made out to that boy from the beginning of the story, the boy who alerted his advisor of Eric's absence, Joseph Mesa Jr. Joseph was a 22-year-old boy from Guam who lived in a dormitory hall right next to Cogswell Hall. And when police checked inside of his room, they found a bloodstained tennis shoe that matched the footprints found at Benjamin's crime scene. The young boy was arrested and pretty quickly confessed to the crimes. He told police that he went into Benjamin's room and demanded his checkbook. When he said no, Joseph began stabbing his friend, a friend who had once given him money for a cab fare and given him his desk chair simply because Joseph liked it. When he was sure he was dead, he took his wallet and credit card and fled the scene. A similar situation happened to Eric Plunkett, though he was choked and beaten before having his wallet stolen. His arrest, while ultimately bringing relief to the campus, did bring a sense of sadness to the close-knit student body. They had really hoped it wasn't one of their own. Joseph Messa Jr., at just 20 years old, was charged with two counts of murder. He pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity and told jurors that he saw hands clad in black gloves telling him in sign language to kill the two teens. He was convicted of all 15 counts brought up against him and sentenced on July 10, 2002 to six life sentences without the possibility of parole. While a translator signed the sentence to Joseph, he sat silently without emotion. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 4th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.